Have you seen all of uh, Space Force uh, season two, my friend? Have you? No, I never. I, I haven't even seen number one. They listened to my tweet, man. I guess they understood like what I wanted, and they focused in on like the the Steve Carell John Malkovich dynamic. Like when those two are in a scene together, it's amazing. Uh, I wanted to see more of Jimmy O Yang and Ben Schwartz together, and they've done all that. Uh, so it's fine. Good. Yeah, season two is like a marked improvement over season one. There's a there's a moment where Patton Oswalt who's like uh, stuck on his way to Mars calls back into the control room and there's nobody there except for like the daughter, uh, Steve Carell's daughter, and it's and it's uh and it's a solid like two minutes of food porn where he just tells her to go back to the cafeteria to get different food so and like have him uh, watch her eat it. Kind of funny. Why? Because he's like eating space food or something? Yeah, yeah. He's like on his way to Mars, right? Mm. It's funny. John Malkovich like is probably the only... Yeah, I don't know. I would say season two is just like a different tone and vibe. Season one was a little... A bit of a drag, but Malkovich yeah. was funny in all of it. So I'm okay with that. He's got the best character because his character is either like a super calm, like uh, almost monk-like figure who gives you like wisdom or he's a fly off the handle, throw like a chair into a vending machine. Like that's, oh yeah, that's all John Malkovich's character is in that entire thing. Kind of funny. That's almost all he ever plays. Kind of. I mean, he's varied. The Russian and here and that. But it would be weird to see him like, playing like Bruce Almighty. Is he in that? No. And that's why it would be weird <laughs> if he was. Like, I don't know, man. I think he could pull it off. John Malkovich, he makes, he's kind of like walking like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like anything he's in just kind of makes it, makes it himself. You may like it. I don't know. It's a space show that hasn't gotten canceled. So there's something, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you confirm? You know what I did this weekend? I bought um, ambient lighting. You know what that is? Are you into ambient the ambient lighting? I'm into all kind of ambiance. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I really uh, like spas. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the music that gets me. It's no, yeah, the ambient lighting school. Uh, I I've looked at it a couple of different times, but I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. It's uh, those, like I see them at Boxing Days and Prime Days, and I'm like, ooh, maybe. Uh, hmm. But I'm gonna ask you the geek. Like, have you synced them up so that they like change during movies and music and stuff? Have you gone that far? That's a little erratic. Uh, the movie, the music one. Yeah, I have uh, scenes on. I have. Uh, I bought the monster illuminescent, so okay. I didn't buy like the most expensive ones because it's Shout it's kind of a big them. pill to swallow. Like you're not really getting too much except for like some feels from these. So mm-hmm. uh, these ones are controlled by an app on my phone, and they have some like pre. Uh, like built scenes scenes like meaning like light 
uh, displays. Okay. So I have them behind both screens in my main living room. So one is behind my monitor and one's behind my TV. Okay. And my monitor is a sunset, which is kind of like orange and red and yellow hues. And then um, I think I forget what the TV's called, but it's like more of like a colorful, uh, like full lighting show with like all the all the colors going at once. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. I've seen a different couple of things. Um, I've seen people who've got like the hue once, but that's where it's like you're not wrong about it. It's like it's a pill to swallow, man. That because mm. um, I thought the, the the hue ones were already plenty enough, like just the lights themselves. Mm-hmm. But then you find out you got to buy like a separate box for like 300 bucks just to make it like oh, go yeah. purple when Thanos shows up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, which is where like there's literally an opportunity there for like Monster and all these other companies to be like, listen, you don't need to go that crazy. Do you know how many people have watched Endgame like 2,500 times? We're just going to ask one of those guys. Like, if you could program it, and what if you went into like your monster app and you could search up like the movie title of something you're about to watch Mm -hmm. and you could sync it up and it's like somebody like, like, you know, like how so many people like write out lyrics on like genius, right? It'd be the same person who's like, I like green when this part of the movie happens, right? Like, and you could just. Like, pick those and watch them. That'd be so... Right, exactly. It doesn't easy. have to be that complicated. Like, not right. like Purple when Thanos yeah. comes out. Well, but... no, I mean, you just don't need, like, a box that all your no. HDMIs need to plug into and all this stuff. You really just need your app to, like, be able to pick what movie you're about to watch. You just have to yeah. be able to tell yeah. it. Like... like, kind of a setting based on the film. Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind when I'm hearing your idea is, like, let's say The New Hope or... Empire Strikes Back and like because I I think of those films as having very um, explicit um, music for the different characters on film like there's like a Luke and Leia theme song and there's like the Imperial March and like Star Wars Star Wars films are very good for so like a a certain lighting scene when the Imperial March is going on that like makes you a little feel a little spooky or there's like you know, like the Star Wars theme or of hope or whatever, you know, like if when Luke and Leia are interacting is like bright and like makes you feel happier and like that's totally, I would buy that for sure. <laughs> I've already bought the Illuminant Lessons <laughs> Lights, so I'm a consumer of this product. So you're making me want, want that so much. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, right? Like it's as simple as just picking the movie you're about to watch and it just being like, Hey, what lights do you have? Oh, you have the color lights here. We're going to do it for you. Just let us know when you hit play. And maybe it's smart enough to know that you just hit play on like the app that you're casting from anyways. And it just starts right. Like that'd be cool. It's going to happen as this becomes the thing that uh, slowly creeps into more homes. They're going to build. So, you know, uh, monster, if you're out there listening to this idea, reach out to us in the comments and we will work with you on uh, developing this, this uh, we'll watch the movies. I'll, I'll be the guy to build the scenes for you. If you want Gorov and I will both take our, those are our new full-time job day jobs yeah. <laughs> to watch. I'm already, and, I'm uh, already taking notes. Yeah. Every time I watch a movie anyways, I may mm-hmm. as well just add in uh 
like little letters for the colors I want to see in the back while I'm watching. Yeah, which makes sense, right? You watch something with like a water, you want blue. You mm-hmm. see like a big, if it's a golfing scene, yeah, let's put a little bit of green in the back. Right? Waterworld would be a challenging one then to build the <laughs> scenes from. <laughs> yeah, just keep it blue most of the yeah, time. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Where are we at? What number are this? Where, you know, oh, you yeah, think? you're right. Okay, hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> hello, welcome. Hello, welcome to Can You Confirm That? We are in uh, Series 2, Episode 31, I guess. Yeah. Series. Series. The math. Coming along. 81. Times are clicking or ticking down, right? TikTok, TikTok. 81. Good year. Have you... Who do you think... um, Okay. Here's a question I'm going to post to you. Uh, I, I saw a very funny post on the on the facebook's um someone was like hey first of the month coming up fantastic they, the day when and they listed off everything that would come out on the first of the month for them which was hmm. essentially uh netflix youtube premium like their Spotify, disney plus amazon prime oh fuck paramount plus like you know what i mean the idea of they had all they're all there apple Right, um, they all come out at different times for me. Well, I guess you could if you just at some point decided you're gonna you know, sign up all on the same day. But yeah, um, got me to thinking. Right, like that's a lot. Right, I'm guessing at some point people are. Here's when I know it's a problem: when the banks can make a commercial that tells you, "Hey." Our banking app tells you when your free trials are expiring, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's going to tell us, and it'll tell you in a cool little chart how many monthly subscriptions you have. Like the banking apps have had to do it because they're they're like, I don't think people realize they've got like seven, eight, nine, ten. Like you add in an Xbox Game Pass, you add in like you mean the things just. Oh man, I just today canceled my Twitch subscription. Fuck. <laughs> I fuck? never use that. <laughs> I never use that either. Like there you go. I right, don't need have... it for anything. I never use the app. I think it has Amazon Prime, but we already have that. So I've been just been paying like nine bucks a month for like a year or two for Wait, you, you have Prime use... though, right? Yeah. So Prime I know I gives Twitch. you Twitch, doesn't no. it? <laughs> Double dipping. I was Be- double dipping. You sent Bezos to space just on pure like subscription laziness. I, okay, I mean. well, the truth is that I ga- I gifted a friend who has a gaming channel a year subscription. Okay, there you go. That's fine. But I think. so you have to now sit back and be like, I've got fourteen of these fuckers going on, <laughs> like Fitbit Premium for God's sakes, right? Like they all. You're like, okay, well, I need a fitness one. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. need two. Maybe I don't need Noom. And Fitbit Premium, right? Like you start yeah. making decisions. Uh, like I made music decisions, man. I don't pay for Spotify. Uh, I'm gonna admit it was in solidarity with Neil Young. And uh, when I canceled, I still had like nine days left of the month that I had paid for, so it didn't really hit me. Uh, I'm on day four of free Spotify, and I kind of, um, I'm in bad ways, man. Like mm. I'm not good. Mm. I'm not good. Ads are like it's hurt. Like I can't. I don't know if I can do it. I am now shopping around to be like, okay, well, is it going to be YouTube music? Apple yeah, that's music? that's what I use. YouTube Tidal? music. Like, I like, like YouTube. Like, where are we going? Right. 
I may have to go down that road because Google loves to give me shit for free because of just how deep I am in their ecosystem, right? So I'm sure I could get like three to six months free based on some device I already own. Um, well, I like YouTube music. Yeah. You know that I, I'm a big YouTube guy anyways. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff, the things I watch and uh, on at home or the stuff I listen to in the in my car, those mixes, like they kind of play back and forth. So you can listen to like, uh, playlists based on videos you've watched and like those will pop into your playlists and stuff too. So it's not only just radio stations. It could be like, Oh yeah, I remember like watching this video or liking this band on YouTube. That's kind of like cool. So it kind of goes yeah. back and forth. I may, I may have to go down that route because right now Amazon music is uh, it's, it's fine. It's getting like, you know, the prime version of it is fine. There is an additional tier that helps me get to all the stuff that I'm missing right now. Uh, <laughs> but it gets the job done for my podcast, to be honest. Like, I can find everything I need. Um, and then Spotify, it's like if I need like, the Can one you confirm two, that? Well, we're everywhere, and we're easy <laughs> to find, right? We're not, we're not like Dax, who's just like yeah. only on Spotify, or, or Rogan, who's only on Spotify, or the, or the handful who are only on Apple, but nobody knows about them, because God mm-hmm. bless them, they're only on Apple. Um, <laughs> right? Like... Uh, so we'll see. Like, I had Apple Music for a bit. But to me, when you start sitting back and you're looking at all these apps, John, you got to look at the value, right? Like, what am I paying for? Who's giving me yeah. something more? Uh, and you were kind of like, you're kind of on it earlier with your light bulbs. Uh, your light bulbs gave me a light bulb idea. Yeah. Well, there's oddly, like, there's one streaming service I've noticed who hasn't been around long but have really pushed the boundaries of what you can do with the streaming service versus like a Netflix who, you know, Netflix is like, here it is. Uh, and our incremental increase will be, maybe we'll do like HD and go to 4k or maybe we'll make like a choose your own adventure, which is kind of neat, but not much more than that. And then prime is pretty bare bones as it is. Um, I don't think people are, are raving about crave and, and it's, UI, right? Like the content's great, but like everything on it's kind of hard to use. Apple TV's a freaking mess. Um beautiful stuff if you can find it uh and, and like figure out how to navigate to it and like watch it. But but there's Disney Plus's little advantage here. Have you spent a little bit of time when you go into any any anything you watch on Disney and you go to extras or the details section, right? Like they'll give you I they'll give you what you're looking for. Yeah. And on top of that, they've decided to just keep innovating for your sake, where if your if your stuff can handle it, we'll give you spatial audio. If if you can handle it, we'll we'll give you IMAX enhanced movies. Yeah. It's just they keep going that way, and I feel like they would be the ones who'll be like, Hey, you want to trigger your scene lights with this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there would be an option probably in Disney Plus before anyone else where they'd be like you want to do light show and you just like just like you would turn on your subtitles right you could turn your light light show on off and it'll probably be there first before anyone else yeah you know one of the advantages i'm glad you brought that up because one of the things i've been taking advantage of lately are the imax enhanced i've been uh it's pretty easy for me to go back and watch some of the marvel cinematic universe so i realized couple weeks ago that um 
Infinity War and Endgame were on IMAX Enhanced, and I wanted to check it out, and it works on my TV, so I got to watching those, which is pretty cool. So then the, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just a, yeah, like, Illumina- Illuminescence Enhanced version, too. Well, I'd any, right? Like, hope, yeah, it would... Hopefully there's like an open sourcing that eventually happens in that world mm-hmm. where like it could be hue lights, monster lights or any shit lights you buy on Amazon. As long as they're capable of using Wi-Fi to change from red to green to blue, hopefully like they can all just figure it out, like what that back would look like. Or it's like mad specific and hear me out. It's like Disney deal lights. with monster it's super specific. Your uh, subscription fee goes up $2 a month and you get the mood lighting mailed to you to set up from behind your TV and you pay $2 a month extra for, you know, they'll, they'll cash in on that really that sounds quickly. Like, that sounds like an Amazon move though, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds like Amazon's got the infrastructure in place where they're like, listen, we can ship it to you. We know how to do it. We're just going to add it to your prime. Don't even worry about it. If anyone wants to hire me to help out with that I'll deal, I'll take yeah. whatever is offering. Yeah. Well, I think what we should be doing is patenting this stuff, but I'm going to assume that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, isn't there like podcast patent law by now? Or like anything you say on a podcast can now be just automatically <laughs> Oh, God, I hope not, because that Any then will start holding us to like other shit that we say too, right? So. Well, no. I mean, I'll take the patents. Anything you invent on a podcast is actually yours. <laughs> Whether you file the paperwork or not. I feel like. Joe Rogan would own way too many terrible things. Mostly like horse injectors. <laughs> do a, do a DIY horse injector kits. I don't think he invented the bloated stomach. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Disney Plus, right? I think, and I was looking this up, it's actually the cheapest option as well, right? So it actually undercuts HBO uh, Amazon Prime, and I mean, far um, undercuts Netflix, like the big daddy, right? So, which is just creeping up there and creeping up there. Like, it's going to be as expensive as cable anytime. It's already like getting to a point where I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I haven't canceled my cable because it's like, to cancel my cable means I got to find like a a sports subscription at about 20 bucks a month, like be it sports center TSN. And I'm like, that's too much, <laughs> but you know, what's already too much that like the $22 before tax that Netflix is fucking charging right now. It's ridiculous. It's highway robbery. All that has to happen is like Disney has to just buy ESPN man. And then like ESPN, cause they don't, well, Disney the one... only, they already own ESPN. <laughs> okay. So the in one the, in the States, John, you can get ESPN included oh, yeah. in Disney Plus. In the in the prime in the uh plus uh Yeah, you just add bundle. it for like an extra two bucks, three yeah, bucks. Like and you get Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the value just keeps growing. Well the only <laughs> negative I found on Disney on Disney Plus was that they don't have a live service yet. So that is the next that has that should be the thing, man. Because as soon as they do that. Like I was looking into, I was looking into it, and all they the just don't do it have... because because they own the live, like they own ABC, mm-hmm. right? So they just can't do it to their advertisers. They have to, they have to tell their advertisers, like, listen, we have, to, if there's something on the network that's going to eventually go on demand, it'll go on like the next day, right? Like you know, because you if you stumble on Disney Plus long enough, you're going to find like 2020 interviews, 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, what the hell? Right. But like, that's, <laughs> it just, I don't think they would be able to do that until the day, uh, like AT&T Time Warner or like a Rogers or those guys just give up on the idea of like cable as a service mm -hmm. versus like internet as the delivery mechanism, right? Like when that happens and sure, why not? So it's in Canada, I don't think we have that bundle. Uh, the ESPN, no, because we have TSN, which is yeah. like 30% of, so CTV owns 70% of the sports network in Canada, but the other 30% is owned by ESPN, which is why they get to use like things like the same names as like Sports Center and the jingles and all that kind of stuff uh, without having to pay like too much licensing. But they'll just never, until Bell decides they want to get out of the sport, like, you know what I mean? Like it's... Hmm. ESPN can't come in like and really do anything about it either. It's just and they'll never get out. Yeah, it's a happy little marriage for now. It works for both of them, right? Like anything that's on ESPN that's worth watching will be on TSN. So it's pretty good. Like for I think it comes to thirteen dollars after tax. So we get we still get Marvel. Like the subsections are great, right? It's not just Disney, and then you have to search based on like sci-fi movies or whatever, like other things are set up. Like if I want to get in the mood to watch like something specifically from Pixar, I can hop to it. Or if I, you know, if I want to look through Monsters Inc. and those alike, um, if I want to get into Toy Story and all the probably uh, additional um, spinoff and like extra footage that, uh, that is included in the Toy Story Genre, I guess, is all there, right? Yeah. So I can it's, go to that. I can go to Marvel. I can go to Star Wars. And, the, and a guy like me can go to National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. I keep reminding you it's there, John. You just don't seem to remember. <laughs> hey, I, wa I used it today, <laughs> National Geographic. I watched uh, a documentary on the tomb that Christ was buried in. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think I may have watched that one a long time ago. If it was the old one, but they've done so many of them. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny how that place keeps being interesting. <laughs> they, just keep, <laughs> they just keep finding new stuff. <laughs> the tomb that keeps on giving. <laughs> that was always the idea. Always <laughs> the idea. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's like a, it's a fun one because, and I've, I, you know, I had this idea just a couple of days ago where I was thinking, you know what would be really nice if Netflix could just do a better job of sort of differentiating their shit hmm. and breaking it out a little bit better. Because I started to realize I really, really appreciate the fact that, like, yeah, there's Disney, there's Pixar, there's Marvel, there's Star Wars, there's National Geographic, and then there's Star, which is inundated with stuff hmm. from... Uh, and, you know, in Canada and around the world, it's a little bit different, but... American it, Horror Story. Right? Like, it generally becomes uh, the home of most FX Hulu shows. Mm -hmm. um, or the, the the purchase of Fox, right? Like, so anything from Searchlight or 20th Century, you're going to find in there. And it's become... like That was a sneaky little add-on. to just yeah. be like, you know... Um, and, you know, they did raise their prices once since they came out. And the whole point was, hey, guys, we're adding Star and we tr trust us that we'll be worth it for you. And, you know, 
they've sort of delivered in a better way than Netflix does when they say, trust us, mm-hmm. right? Netflix has often done it in like, it's not always as great, but maybe that's not Netflix's fault as much as Disney just figured something out that Netflix could leverage now. The There's so much stuff on there that, uh, uh, um, like a movie on Netflix, let's say, let's compare for, for example, right? Like, when Red Notice comes out or Power of the Dog comes out, to the average Netflix subscriber, they're just two movies. One's got Dwayne and Ryan, and one's got Benedict Cumberbatch. And you know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of like, eh, they're movies. But there is a difference between them, right? And and this is where Netflix kind of almost needs like a, like a Netflix prestige banner, <laughs> where they're like, no, this is the Oscar bait. These are the three or four that we made because we really, really want them to win Oscars. Red Notice should be under something like Netflix popcorn. Like, (laughs) we just want you to enjoy this fucking thing, right? Like, have a good time with this and Enola Holmes and all that stuff, right? Like, there should be a way, because then you also set some expectations, man. Like, from a viewer's perspective, it's like you kind of know what you're getting into. And this is where I think Crave and HBO have always been good at it, like where HBO documentary films or HBO comedy, like when they have a stand-up special and it's just like an HBO original show like or something. So like they have a way of kind of making it feel different, which mm. Disney mm. lives in right now because their entire thing is like you load up their interface, here's the six different things you can just live in, which are unique and different. From everything on the main screen. Whereas Netflix is just a maze of all the same shit. Right? And you don't yeah. really know what's good, what's bad. What, what's what really. Um, should be things, a way for them to do that. Things live in multiple uh, cross sections too, right? So yeah. you can find things in different... Because of how they've structured it. You can find something on food in travel. Or some something on like... Because you liked watching Latin America eats or like, you know, like there's so many different spots that it'll pop up. You kind of get confused. Uh, I think a bit, I, at least I do about where I really want to look in the moment. So you end up scanning through the whole thing. And if it doesn't pop up in the first me, if it's like, I'll scroll over like four or five. And if I'm not seeing something right away in that subcategory, I'm down to the next one. So sometimes I just you scan right there, them all. And then big one, just have loop. a big food button right you know you come in you come into netflix and it's like food you're like yeah okay and when you go into that then you can give me 10 rows Mm -hmm. then you can give me 10 rows that are very detailed as well though right yeah like an entire row of latin food an entire row of like travel and adventure food recipes or one of like the history of food and then i mean like then you can get into their sitcoms could be another button sitcoms around food or or the way disney does it (laughs) episodes featuring food yeah right like when there's something happening in the world which is fun kind of cool like when when the olympics are happening for example they had like they have their section where it's like episodes featuring the olympics and it'll be like the 14 15 different things in their library be it like a modern family or a how i met your mother uh, mm-hmm. uh, the simpsons uh something that had an episode around the olympics will just be there right i like that it's like you don't want to go hunting like that on netflix Right, you, no. it's just I love the curation too. And these are the small little details that make thirteen ninety nine feels like such a better deal 
than paying twenty two bucks to like literally like get smacked around. Like it's Netflix does not feel like a good time anymore. No, really. and, and I feel like the original content that's coming out of Disney is is like all way like all of it is like hitting that same level of quality. So, you know, at Netflix, you'll have things that aren't, aren't as good as some other things. Like you said, Netflix prestige or whatever. Like there are certain things that are really strong. And then there's certain things that are like, I don't know, like they're cute. and Netflix picked it up, but they don't all like yeah. everything that came out of the Marvel shows. Yeah, all were like full right. movies. You're right. All and, the Star Wars stuff. You're right, man. Like their quality is just better. Yeah, they created like new ways of filmmaking to do the Mandalorian, right? Like that uh, screen and stuff. Like they're really like make putting everything into these. And it's not to say Netflix doesn't, right? Like sometimes they just write a blank check to Martin Scorsese and they say, "Hey, do you know like there's this guy who knows how to do like de aging? You want to try him out?" (laughs) And it doesn't work out, so I'm great. But whatever. But it, it to me, it's just like the organization. Like Netflix, this is a very easy fix, right? Like mm. the, what we're saying here is, man, that twenty two bucks just doesn't feel worth it. But all the stuff is there. Mm-hmm. The content is deep. The library is there. It's just not presented properly anymore. It's not as it doesn't work the way it did when they first started, and there wasn't as much there, and it wasn't just. It's just so confusing there that. You're right. Like Netflix makes a lot of like Hallmark movies. They do. Yeah. Let's kind of just put that in its own little category because I don't need those really cluttering up. Right. Like if they just had like some way of saying like the lifetime net Hallmark channel Netflix movies where like this is where you see all your Vanessa Hudgens like Princess Bride movies or whatever they're making the Princess Switch, I guess they're on to like yeah. five or six by now. But if you could take all those movies out of my main feed and just put them behind that, that would make my life very easy. Because Because I'll find the ones I want to watch. Because it's not to say I don't, right? Like, I'll find the ones I want to watch when I want to. But it'd be nice if you could just wall off certain things. Which is, like, good for you in National Geographic, right? Like, when you want to stumble into it, you stumble into it. When you want to go into Pixar, you stumble into Pixar. But you don't need it all, all flooding that first screen that you're on. No, that's I think what I think is the clever part. I think you I think it's like I mean, I don't want to keep agreeing with you like so much that we're like, "Oh, I think that's so no, great." We're just we're making good points <laughs> but, though, right? Like this is what it's not that we're agreeing as much. It's just I think this this would just mean, John, that if me and you are agreeing on this, this is a common <laughs> thing that almost everybody's kind of feeling, right? Well, everybody's kind of feeling this time. You know what I'm thinking of right now is I hate how the algorithm personalizes Netflix so much, actually, because what's on my wife's profile is so completely different from mine that I'll never find that stuff. So maybe I'm in the mood for something that I would like a Hallmark movie or uh, I don't know, whatever. I don't even know because I'm not I, a World I'm like, War II documentary. Or something, yeah, right? like I'm something basically you like sci-fi yeah. and anime, like Japan Japanimation, basically, is my whole thing. Horror, sci-fi. And so there's lots of stuff that I wouldn't, if I could go to the subcategory and then look, I might pick from time to time. You're right, man. Quote it. Netflix stifles personal growth. Yeah. Right? Like, it's wow. like it doesn't allow you to get outside your bubble. 
that you've created for yourself and be like, what else is good, right? Like it's, um, yeah, there's that social sharing aspect that's kind of missed in Netflix, which is like the idea of like, here's something you may not normally, but other people in your network maybe. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if, I remember when they tried to integrate with Netflix or with Facebook and stuff to try to do that. Where they could be like, hey, man, nine of your friends have watched this. You might want to watch it. But I think people just, almost everyone decided to like just disconnect that thing. Mm -hmm. Because it was going too far. (laughs) Because it was just like posting on your Facebook wall and being like, John Brown just watched Nailed It Season (laughs) 2. Don't fucking tell people. Yeah, that's not what you wanted. But then that's how it would work, right? Like you would get an email or something and be like, Seven people you know watched Nailed It, and you're like, who are these seven people, and why are they wasting their time with Nailed It? But it doesn't work <laughs> as intended, I guess. But I love Nailed It sometimes. Nailed It is, yeah. Nailed It is one of the ones that like would never pop up on my profile, but it's on, we watched that one on my wife's profile. So her, she gets yeah. stuff like Nailed It. Um, okay, well, maybe she'll get Is It Cake? That's an upcoming good one. I don't know if that's <laughs> Netflix. I think it might be, but... There's a couple things. It is what it sounds like. They make a bunch of things, and you have to guess if it's actually cake or not. Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple things coming out to Disney that I want to watch that I wonder if I'd even get recommended if they were coming to Netflix. There's um, the Willow reboot, the TV show reboot. Have you heard of this? Ron uh, Howard is yeah, reading yeah. it. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I, I you know, okay, because, again, what is Disney good at? User interface. Mm-hmm. If you've ever gone down that deep, deep hole, which is just not knowing what the hell you want, you go all the way down to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> right at the very bottom is like where they're like coming soons. And it's like Willow's highlighted, uh, the Kenobi, right? Yeah. The rest of you're going to walk us through. Um, so I'm kind of interested. So that, you know, I like, I got, uh, I liked Warwick Davis even more when I started watching Life's life is short or life's too short or whatever the ricky gervais uh right doc, yeah yeah life is like, mockumentary yeah. yep yeah and it kind of like took place around warwick davis's life and how he should be a big star but or he's and and he's definitely frustrated about not being a big star and he's also very proud of being a, a smaller person and so, like, there's that scene where he's trying to get something on the top shelf of his, like, built-in bookshelf, and he, like, refuses help from someone and tries to climb up it and, like, falls and hurts himself. Yeah, it's very funny. Anyways, uh, funny and because I, he's... I believe he's, he's... Well, he's, like, confirmed to be returning, I believe. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah. So, I, and I'm also interested, and this would never show up if I, on my Netflix... It's called uh, Turning Red. Have you heard of this? It's a new Pixar movie. Never show up. Yeah, and you know what's great about that one? It's 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 Toronto based. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Do you know what it is? The premise of it. It's like uh, Teen Wolf, basically, but for red pandas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And in Pixar's classic fashion, there will be some sort of uh, metaphor to that, right? (laughs) <laughs> and if i had to guess if i had to guess this is pixar's puberty movie right 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 this is the it, one that's going to teach people about that like children <laughs> about that. i mean i definitely am hairier than i used to be but not that hairy 
but it'll be good and in Pixar fashion it'll be amazing but yeah. that's they they don't they don't stop with the good stuff right and that's um yeah and they seem to have you know what they also managed to do I don't want to keep just heaping praise on Disney's strategy <laughs> here but uh, they stumbled out of the gates a little bit with that Scarlett Johansson Black Widow release and the lawsuit and all of that mainly because they were trying to just figure out how are we navigating this and i think they've come to the best conclusion of which movies will get a little bit of time in theaters if they need it if they don't need it they won't mm-hmm. and they're all gonna hit disney plus like we're not gonna waste time like that's the best part like there's there's not a lot of wasting time happening in the disney world right now no you go see it if you love it and if you don't want to see it don't worry we got you, right? Like we got you soon enough. You know what? I uh, I haven't bought one of the premium uh, viewings or whatever yet, but I would have if uh, Spider Man No Way Home had shown up on Disney Plus when it was uh, when the theaters were closed in yeah. January. I totally would have spent the thirty bucks on it because I was itching to see it. That's the unfortunate part, right? That was the one that they couldn't. Yeah, you know they could do it with Shang Chi, they could do it with Black Widow, but Sony was not going to let that happen, right? So <laughs> that's the unfortunate part. That was the one movie you were ready to do it for. And I would have like, done it. We can't. Sure. We'd love to. We don't even know when we're going to get on fucking Disney Plus because that's Sony for you, all right? But everything else, you know, they're working out. What else are you excited for? Anything else? They got so much coming this year. It's it's ridiculous list. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm. Uh... I mean, they're trying to backpedal in the Star Wars universe really hard from the the new three movies, the Abrams and, and such or whatever. But um, yeah. everything's looking backwards. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing a good job. And we talked about it a little bit, how they're trying to bring back old faces and like make us nostalgic for, you know, the non anti the Star Wars love as opposed to the anti Star Wars. So I guess I'm a little excited to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Me too. And I'll put it this way. I have not I have not watched episode two, season one of The Mandalorian. Get it? Like, I've only watched the first episode of that show. Uh, and I've not watched Boba Fett. And I don't think I ever will watch either one of those, really. And I love Pedro and I like, like Favreau, but I just don't think that was it. But I, I think I'm going to give Obi-Wan uh, a go. This might be the one star. Like I think, I think Disney would be happy with me going one out of three with all their Star Wars products, right? Because they know I'm batting three out of three right now with all their Marvel stuff. So <laughs> anything they put out on Marvel, I'll watch. I'm probably like the star content's just so deep, but they know I spend a lot of time in there because they'll sneak things in there, right? Like right now, for example, you can find things like The Last Duel, right? Uh, nobody really went to go see that in theaters, but it's a mm-hmm. it's a good movie, and it's on Disney, right? It's just there for you. Uh, and then you've got things like the French Dispatch, with like Wes Anderson's new movie. Like the West Side Story will be there in a couple of days. You got Spielberg's new joint, right? Like they're quietly doing that part on the Star mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't sit there and be like I've watched everything on Star, but like I, I, they found a way for me to spend more time there than I do in Netflix sometimes. Just in that one little section, I can yeah. I can find enough stuff now to be like, Oof. I know. All right, 
There's certain, I have the certain trust <laughs> in you and McGregor too. I think <laughs> yeah. he's a big enough star that he wouldn't let like something terrible happen to the character. Like, I think he will give his own input on how that character should be further developed in a way that Mark Hamill, although he's a big star, is made by Star Wars. So he had to show up in The Last Jedi. And he war- tried to warn us that it was a terrible movie. Like, there's tons <laughs> of interviews. <laughs> there's tons yeah. of interviews where Mark is like, um, talking about how he just doesn't expect these things from Luke. And this is a weird, like, this isn't the right story for Luke. And so much that he actually was told by, Dis- by Disney to stop doing these press. Like, he got uh, warned by Disney. But he wasn't a big enough star to be like, hey, we're not doing this. This is not the route Luke's going to go. He had to do it. Yeah. He could just warn us about it. But I think I think you McGregor he- is big enough. Hamill was just like smart enough to be like, I got to get out up front of this before I get all the death threats after. Right. Yeah. This isn't my Luke. He's like, basically he said like, this isn't the Luke I remember. I was playing. I used to yeah. play like, cause if he hadn't said that, what would have happened? The movie comes out and everybody's gonna be like, how dare Hamill do this to Luke? How dare oh, he let it happen? Yeah. So he had to get in front of it a bit. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. But I don't think you and McGregor would put up with that. I think he'd be like, listen, I chose to do it because they sent me the screenplay and I agreed with it. Like, you know, and he has that kind of pull where bringing him back is like, means something. McGregor seems like the kind of guy who was like, we're going to talk about the story. Mm-hmm. Before it, right. Like we, we make it like, I want to know what it is. Let me give me my input and stuff. Right. There's a handful of guys. Like these are our guys. These are our actors that me and you put in these little boxes. Like he's a Keanu Reeves. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. Where you and you and McGregor is like a Keanu Reeves, and he's like an Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah, he's a where you and stands for sure. Right, you do those things, you make the right choices. There's no reason for us to like doubt you. That's why certain people just get the the benefit of the doubt. You make a you make a decision that might seem a little questionable, um, or you know it. You you set off a franchise that's made like what 19 purges by now. Mm-hmm. Right, the first thing, right, like the first one kind of felt like, "Is this? Why would you do this, Ethan? I'm worried." And then you're like, "Oh, you just you wanted to dabble in the horror, and he does horror here and there, right? Like, bless him for being. You want to be the you want to be in the first Saw. You want to be in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure, you want to be in sure. like the ninth, right? Like so. Johnny Depp's in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. There you go. <laughs> um, but no, it's true. Like we love you and in anything like he played, we loved him as a space wizard. We loved him as a heroin junkie. Like he can't, like he's charismatic in everything he does in Moulin Rouge. Like we like watching him sing and smile. Like he can do it all. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah. Okay. So he are sticking on the Disney plus and actors that I like to put in that kind of category. You know what? I'm actually kind of excited to see. Uh, with my kids, right? Because this is the Disney value part, right? Like mm-hmm. you get, you can also sit down with your kids and just see some good stuff that might be fun. Uh, I'm excited to see Jude Law's take as Captain Hook in the live-action Peter Pan <laughs> and Wendy, right? Cool, like, yeah. Um, and knowing Jim Gaffigan's in that movie as well, it just kind of gives you an idea. Is he Shmi? Like, he is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Nailed it, bud. There you go. Cool. I mean, Bob Haskins or whatever is always the shmee to me, but. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be fun to kind of go back and see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, because they're going to, this is Disney, right? They're just going to keep redoing things. 
because it just why not? And it's it kind of it's kind of their minefield to do this, right? Like if we were the first to do hand drawn animation correctly, we're going to be the first ones to do computer animation correctly. If we're going to we're going to be the first ones to do like all the new shit correctly. So if we mm-hmm. made Pinocchio once, we will make it twice. We'll make it three times. We don't give a shit. <laughs> and they really don't because the new Pinocchio sounds like it's going to be pretty sick as well, right? Um, Robert Zemeckis seems to do hit and miss stuff, but like when he comes to doing like a Polar Express and these kinds of things, I seem to trust him. And when he does it with Tom Hanks, even better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Tom Hanks is going to be Geppetto, so that's nice and easy, right? <laughs> There's a, actually a video game coming out, I think, next year, maybe called like uh, House of P or something like this. And it's <laughs> the about Pinocchio the original. Origin. I bet the original, like, dark fucking version of Pinocchio, and it's like a kind of a horror, well, almost like a Souls, I don't know if you know what that means, like a From Software type of game. Okay. That's pretty cool, man. Could be like our Mario cool. Origins tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, another thing that we're seeing in Disney Plus now is like, well, I, at least I noticed this, is like they're kind of building up a cast a little bit, like friendly faces you know who else is in willow so outside of warwick davis um two people that you're going to recognize are in in willow the girl the red-haired girl who plays she's in falcon and the winter soldier is that like the main antagonist oh right 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 yeah okay and uh the guy who plays flash in the spider-man movie so it's Warwick, chick from Falcon Winter Soldier, and dude from Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know either of their names, and I don't care, but like they're the building up Disney, the Disney well, cast. We'll go with Aaron Kellum, Kellyman, because that, that one I can yeah. look up real quick. Um, Dempsey Burke, I think the other one we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Tony Revel. Oh, yeah, he's in that too. Nice. It's good. It's going to be a good little cast. <laughs> I think that's more or less just the fact that like Disney's, you know what I mean? Like agencies start working with the agencies, right? Like mm-hmm. I bet you there was a whole time where Endeavor was like, we're not going to work with Netflix. And that's why like all the CAA like actors ended up there. And, like why Will Arnett's in like 19 different Netflix things at any given time. <laughs> um, but Disney's probably got really good relations like with these groups. You see that though, right? Prime doesn't seem to have that. Amazon just seems to like buy the things you've already made that like I mean like any movie that's on Amazon tend to have tends to have already have come together or have been made for like a film festival or something. That's right. Yeah. Or it was like a coming to America that didn't make it to theaters and came to Prime, that kind of thing. Like Borat, for example. Maybe that's oh, maybe that is the key difference. Is that Netflix and Amazon they're buying the films. Well, Netflix has started making the films, right? Like that's why yeah. Red Note Red Notice is theirs. They're um, making the films too, but they're like Netflix Studios, right? Yeah. It's not like Disney owns the brands already. Like it's they own Marvel Studios, they own Pixar, like Lucasfilm, like all these things that are 20th Century. Yeah. Like Fox Searchlight. Like all the Fox stuff that they picked up too, right? Like let's not forget all that. They have the real studios. Cause they do. Like, they do. Yeah. You never see movies from Paramount anymore or MGM. 
Well, like, where, Paramount, where are those gone? Paramount Plus, to be honest. Yeah. That's the deal, <laughs> right? Like Paramount, you want to see Paramount movies, they'll, they'll be in theaters and then they'll Mission Impossible. You want to see it in theaters? If you don't, you can see it on Paramount Plus. <laughs> right? Like it, that's it. This is where we are, man. Like every, the only studio that doesn't have their own streamer right now is Sony. Right. right? Every single studio's got their own streamer. MGM was purchased by Amazon. So we know where MGM, like, you know what I mean? Like, we know where the, that's the other, there's long are gone the days of where, like, you paid Netflix 10 bucks and you had movies from everywhere. Outside now you got to pay everybody 20 bucks to just see their movies. Yeah, no kidding. Outside of Spider-Man, what does Sony, like, what am I going to get when I get my Sony subscription? Outside of Spider-Man. Well, back in the day when they were smart, like, Sony owned Seinfeld for the longest time. And that's why it was like, that's why they got a chance with Crackle to do this comedian stuff, right? Um, That's a good question. Like, what does Sony brands really, like, now, their brands are strong, right? Like, think about it. They have everything, anything that would have come out on, like, Columbia Pictures, Screen Gems, TriStar, right? Uh, Sony Animation, um, Sony Picture Classic, TriStar Pictures, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff there that is there, but is there enough there to build out like franchises? I don't know what they would have that are their biggest other than Sony, right? Like <laughs> who owns Miramax? I remember liking Miramax movies. Oh, that's gone all over the place, man. <laughs> Miramax Mir- I could make a horrible joke, but Miramax has been traded around a lot uh, mm. in Hollywood between different owners. Um, I remember liking them, right? Yeah, I mean it was it was the Weinstein <laughs> brothers. And then they sold Miramax off. Uh, and then they went off to make their own Weinstein Pictures or Studios or something. And then Miramax kind of stayed with Disney for a while. And then I think DreamWorks picked up Miramax for a while. And now then some like, Indian investment company picked up Miramax. Well, Mira- Miramax itself is named after their parents. Mira, their mother, and Max, their dad. Oh, the Weinstein right. parents? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh Ah, I feel dirty now. I don't like Miramax. How do you think their parents <laughs> feel, man? Like, jeez. Um, but yeah. Did he? Did Harvey eat his brother? Like, who's his brother? <laughs> did, did <he> <laughs> uh, it was Harvey and Bob. 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 Yeah. So, okay, taking a look at like Sony's recent big wins, it's it's mostly. Uh, so they split Skyfall and Bond, right? So it's. Oh. Uh, that's a Columbia slash MGM. Spider-Man, right? Obviously, they're Columbia slash Marvel. Uh, Jumanji, I guess, they got. Jumanji, The Men oh, in Black. Yeah. Ghostbusters, all of the Ghostbusters uh, in 84. But I have a feeling the new Ghostbusters was Warner Brothers, so they've even kind of lost hands on that. So <laughs> I think Sony's kind of the place you go to make movies from time to time if you can't make them elsewhere, but they're good, right? Like a Bad Boys or a Men in Black or Terminator. Wait, wait. Who owns the National Treasure series? That's a Disney product, my friend. Oh, okay, good. That's a Disney product. Thank God. Phew. Yes. We don't need to worry about that one. Um, But, like, no. So, like, this is why... Okay, so this is where Sony's kind of up against it and why you're seeing a movie starring Tom Holland. Um, You know what I mean? Like, Tom Holland was probably like, guys, I really love Marvel and I want to go make some other movies. And they're like, great. We'll let you do that, buddy. As soon as you make a video game, uh, have you ever played Uncharted, Tom? Right? Like, because all they've got is PlayStation. Right? Like, so now they're going to start diving in. We will see. 
I guarantee you, Sony Pictures will eventually release Gran Turismo, starring like five or six different people, and it will be their take on Fast and the Furious. Oh, totally. Right? I'm surprised they haven't already. Need for oh. Speed was out, right? Yeah. I wonder who that was, actually. Jesse Peekman? Yeah. I think was the star of Need for Speed. I feel like that might be like Sony. Fox movie or something like that. It may have been. Yeah, it may have been. <laughs> And they, uh, I think they, I think it, if, if so, it is, so this yeah. is, this is the issue with, with Sony. They're kind of in a quagmire of like, what do we do? Like, do we just keep making deals with Netflix? Who they seem to have, right? Like Netflix gets a lot of Sony movies, mm-hmm. um, but they've now opened it up that like, you know, Netflix can get them and so can prime and we'll see, right? Like, you, you know, you know, that Spider-Man no way home will end up on Disney plus at some point. Mm-hmm. Will it be at mm-hmm. the same time as it hits Netflix? Concurrently, after, before? Time will tell, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. Eh? So that could end up at both spots. Yeah, I think it'll be living in both worlds for a little bit. But, you know, I'm going to watch it on the Disney Plus one and I'm, so I can see it in the IMAX. Uh... Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you'll watch it in the Netflix version first before you get there anyway. <laughs> but it's fine. We'll see. There's, I mean, there's, there's things there. Um. Now, the one thing I would caution Disney is uh, you can't let up now, right? Like, now's not the time to start kind of resting. Because as much as they're putting out stuff, it's still not, like, the sheer amount of number as Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. They have a different strategy, of course, right? Like, Disney's kind of like, listen, we're going to aim for 40 things on the D+, uh, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to supplant the 40 things on Disney Plus with maybe 30 releases that we're going to do in the theaters, okay? Uh, and we're going to hope for the best. Admittedly, 40 of those new things on Disney Plus are going to be six-minute shorts on Pixar, right? Like, yeah. they do get away with little things like this where they're like, here's a new Marvel thing, and you're like, assembled? This is just a behind-the-scenes thing, right? Like, you can't count this, but no. they do. So you have to, you got to be weary of that stuff. But for the most part, they're doing they're doing it well enough to be like here here's the stuff here's the like I said right we, a last duel a West Side Story all these things are kind of important when you're getting into Oscar time and nobody has to pay to go see it I kind of cool right like nice but, I think the thing that is so brilliant is like it's scaled at the right point where the price isn't too bad so they don't have as much pressure to keep me up like. The price is good and is cheap enough that if there's two or three months where I'm not interested in anything on Disney Plus, but the next thing that's coming out, I'm so interested in that I don't care if I pay for pay the twelve bucks for two months of not using it. Whereas Netflix is like so expensive that they have to have good like the pressure to have good content often for me. Like I'm it's my daily driver. Well, you nailed it, right? You know what Disney doesn't let you do? Have two or three months because you have to wait every week to watch the new episode of whatever you want to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so if a so if a WandaVision or if a Pam and Tommy or if a, a an Obi Wan or Boba Fett takes you eight weeks to get through, mm-hmm. well, they can't really have a lull now, can you? Because by the time that eight weeks is up, there's probably something that you're either two or three weeks behind on. Or just two or three weeks away from. Yeah. 
right? So that's the other benefit of it. Whereas Netflix has to drop what three times as much content in a year, fifteen times a week. They're playing the the spaghetti strategy, man. Just throw it against the wall, whatever sticks. I mean, like we've talked about it. Nobody at Netflix's office is like, Squid Game's going to be a killer. They just got lucky. And they get lucky often because they throw 15 things up against a wall in a week. And we, as the people, we just kind of watch something. We don't really know. <laughs> right? Like, and, and it's really odd because it kind of, if you don't get to your Netflix by Tuesday, whoever has been around Sunday and Monday have kind of determined your top 10 for you. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like the people at the very beginning who may have like done something, and then like so. If you, there's got. I would hate to be the guy who's done the analytics on it, but there's got to be math involved on. If if like if Netflix comes to you and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna drop your show on uh, Wednesday at midnight," and or they go to somebody else and they're like, "We're dropping Friday at midnight," one of those is the kiss of death. We don't know, <laughs> right? Like me and you don't. We don't know right now, but somebody does have the algorithm and the sure. numbers and stuff. Where sure. where they can go up to somebody like a Jason Bateman and be like, Ozark's going down Wednesday midnight. And he's like, of course it fucking is. Yeah, oh, for it? sure. Right? And they can go up to like a a, a Gabriel Iglesias and be like, your your school teacher show, what's, uh, it's going to be going Tuesday at midnight. And he's like, they don't want it. We're dead. Yeah. Right? It's, they don't want to renew it next year where they're going to put, they're putting us up on a Tuesday night. We're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, could be. I think the big things on Netflix, I actually think... It's uh, a weekend release because when you look at like Cobra Kai and uh, Stranger Things and stuff, those are going to come out on a, or, or I remember when Marvel was doing like Daredevil and stuff, those all came out on a Friday and then you could like, people would binge and get reviews out and make their videos and stuff about it over the weekend. Yeah. They generally will do big movies Friday. Like a red notice comes out on a Friday. It's not coming out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, and then I think they'll do major holidays, mm -hmm. right? Like they'll do a Christmas and New Year's Day, those kinds of things, new Memorial Day movie kind of thing. Um, yeah, but it's still, it's still just kind of hit and miss. Like there are things I'm waiting for on Netflix, but I know it's going to be like 10 or 11 days till I'm excited to go back on there to see anything. Yeah. But I'm I know waiting. that in the, but I also know that in the next 10 or 11 days, there's going to be 10 or 11 new things on there. But I'm not all be good. You ever see like? No, I don't want to talk about Netflix anymore because we have a, an announcement. No, I want to feel better. So let's go back to talking about the good stuff that I'm waiting for. And <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Can we we could give everybody like our announcement? Do you want to talk about some things that are changing with the? Yeah, can you confirm sure. that channel? Well, do. let's get into it. Yeah. Do you guys like hearing us talk about this kind of stuff? Do you want to hear us talk a little bit? I think we know a little bit about the. Disney World, Media World, the Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar World films, right? So I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna end on the Disney World because you <laughs> nailed the perfect, like you know, Disney World. But, I do like going. I would like to go to Disney World, but um, yeah, World Over Land, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's the, the cinematic world. Yeah. Well, Disneyland, I think, is. Just not as impressive as the word on the street, you know. <laughs> and then I guess, in all honesty, Disney World would be the only reason I would go to Florida, mm -hmm. right? 
It is the only reason to go to Orlando. It's the only yeah. reason to go there. Um, I'd be in that state. So we um, have some new content coming out in the next couple weeks for you guys. We're going to be releasing a second uh, pod, a little shorter, about Disney-related media. So, you know, anything that's coming out in the Marvel Universe or anything that's coming out, maybe, right, Gaurav, uh, in, the, in the Star Wars Universe, anything like that, we're going to be talking about and reviewing in more detail than we usually do on the center on the central pod. My guess would be you'll have the Disney and Pixar sections down. Mm-hmm. I'll be all over the star and national geographic. Marvel will probably get to and star Wars being, you're going to have to start flipping coins over things. <laughs> that's, that's how I would break it down. Yeah. You're watching that. There's a rain Johnson trilogy <laughs> that's still coming out. You're watching that. That's fucking you for sure. I'm sorry to swear, but. <laughs> I ain't watching that one. Oh yeah, is he? I think he. I, I don't know. It hasn't totally gone away yet. Yeah, no, he's still doing it. Apparently, yeah. like, well, he has like a three-story contract. Knives Out movies. I'm sure. <laughs> That's all he should do. Is he should just do like Star Wars, like Knives Out, like Murder Mystery. Yeah, he should go with the James <laughs> Star Cameron Wars way. Murder Mystery. Like, yeah, he should like. All James Cameron's going to do is Avatar. Ryan Johnson can do, just like, just like that, but not as good. Like, just a little small budget Knives Out movies. <laughs> There's one. There's one that's going to keep us busy on our little side Disney project for like years and years to come. Disney, uh, that down the avatars. Yes. Yeah. It's coming at some point. When's the last time you saw the first one, though? When's the last time you saw Avatar? The- yeah, I watched it for fairly recently. I would say in the last three months. Oh wow, that recent. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. It had been a while though. All right. I mean, I have it. Um, I don't think I'm going to bust out the Blu-ray when I can just watch it on the super duper <laughs> clear yeah. Disney Plus version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I plan to. Um, I guess I have to get to it before December, right? <laughs> That's when we're waiting for Avatar too. It's a long time. It's really good. It's still really good. Yeah, I have a feeling. I mean, if they're, oh goodness, they've got. They're up to five now, right? They've already got like in the can or something. I I, res- I recently listened to a Kit James Cameron pod, um, where I believe <laughs> they've they, if well they have Chalamet in it, right? So they have to get Chalamet at different. Oh, do ages. they? Yeah, and they had to like film him at different ages, but they had to make sure that he doesn't like out age. You know what I mean? Like so, like the the intricacies oh. he was saying of how there were certain scenes that are going to be in Avatar 5, that they had to shoot now. Because by the time they get to the rest of Avatar 5 shooting, like this would be a flashback scene, I'm guessing, or some kind of use or something they're going to do. But they're like, we have to get it now because we can't we can't get it then because he's going to be too old. I'll send it to you, man. It's fascinating. It's How do like, they know I'm going to be interested in that for that long? Like, I don't think Marvel was planning like the fifth Captain America after the first one. We haven't. We don't have everything exactly to announce yet today, but we're going to be uh, doing a subscriber pod for you guys uh, on this specific on the Disney World. I guess. I oh, mean, I keep saying Disney World. I don't know. <laughs> Just go with it. You yeah. said it. It's in your head. It's it, it's it is what it is now. Yeah. Right? Got to go with what feels right. And then, of course, we're going to still be here doing our regular spiel on all things um, that we do. 
That's right. That's right. The most important thing is that no matter what happens, can you confirm that it's going to be here? We can't confirm that. <laughs> so we might have more additional content for you to choose to consume, but uh, can you confirm that? We hope that you and all your friends will still listen to. <laughs> well, we got to keep the, the main train rolling, right? Now, now we're going to bring along a couple more train cars. Train cars, is that the thing? <laughs> is that an analogy that people <laughs> use? <laughs> you know, attached to our engine. All I yeah. know is caboose is at the end. That's all I got. That's all I got. I, yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, I guess we can go with that. Uh, you and I are the, we shuffle the coal on the Disney caboose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are worse jobs at Disney. I know that. Sure. Perfectly. I bet you there are, right? Plenty of horrible jobs at the parks, but some people seem to enjoy it. I mean, it's a massive, massive company. I bet you the guy in the Mickey suit has an assistant. Yes. I mean, I think my favorite part about this is that, like, this is a great ability for me to get to talk ESPN every week with you. <laughs> I didn't you don't I don't know what you do. Contract. Yeah, just, you don't even know. All things Disney Plus, right? I didn't know I was getting myself into this. Oh, no. That's ah, okay. We won't, we won't have a lot of mentions there. <laughs> Stay they tuned for our new Hulu segment. <laughs> our Hulu specific. <laughs> you know what? If we start going down the Paramount Plus road, that's when we know we, we you know? I mean, hey, maybe. Who's, who, okay. Betting odds. <laughs> who do you think is going to be the first one between me and you to subscribe to Paramount? Oh, I don't know. I would have to see the list. I bet you you. <laughs> probably like, not me. I don't know. I feel like it could be you first, and then I'd probably I'd probably be the first one on Discovery Plus. Maybe, maybe. I'm pretty stingy. Discovery Plus might be yours then, man. There's you a lot were of Disney Plus first. Yeah, yeah, I was. Just, I'm still not Crave though. I know you're all over Crave, so I'm mm. not. I grew there up. There are crave. limits. There are limits. Oh, I know. I wish I could get back on that, but I just can't. I just can't do it. Something else would have to drop. <laughs> Just to put into perspective, like how serious Paramount is taking the Paramount Plus experience, um, they rebranded their company, much the way Facebook has become Meta. CBS Viacom last week changed the name of the company officially to Paramount hmm. because they're done messing around with CBS Viacom, mm -hmm. uh, and and they're really they're going to double down on the Paramount and. Uh, that's an interesting move, and I think it's a paramount move, even. Oh, isn't it? I got you here all week. Yeah, the seven o'clock show is the same as the ten o'clock show. Try the steak, <laughs> stay away from the veal. Is that the next <laughs> part? <laughs> if you uh, if your server is named is Joanne, Joanne, uh, say hello to Joanne for me. Say hello. You're going to start busting into Piano Man any second now. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> She's a good gal. She's a good gal. You're in lounge mode. I love it. <laughs> Anybody here from out of town? <laughs> Anybody yeah. here? Anybody here from out of town? I turned into Tony Bennett there for a second. I don't know. Yeah. Turn into something. <laughs> you can you All right, guys. Well, again, keep listening to Can You Confirm That? We got big things coming up in the future, though. Thank you all for tuning in listening to us talk about Disney a little bit. 
we are returning to your regularly scheduled uh, conspiracy and theories next week, I'm sure. But uh, oh, yeah. It's not like there's anything going on in the world that we're not going to need to get to. <laughs> Who knows? Who Anything can happen these days. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out. Can you confirm that, guys? See you later. All right. You you see you, Crane, guys. All right. See ya. Do you do you want me to give you a little bit of a Disney story right now? We got a few minutes, or do you want us to like have people kind of like wait for it? But I'll I'll give it to you right now, just as a teaser as to the kind of fun things people can expect on our little side Disney project. But one of the fascinating things that happened when uh, Disney was closing the purchase of Fox. Right, so like Rupert Murdoch and his little News Corp, they still own like Fox News. They still own certain things, but they had to get rid of a bunch of things they were trying to get rid of. And one of them was 20th Century Studios, okay, home of many a James Cameron movies, right? And in development over there were the Avatar movies. Now there is word. But there were machinations behind the scenes um, on a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge between the higher-ups at Disney and Mr. Cameron, which was hmm. essentially saying, we need you to make it seem like these things ain't coming. Because then that devalues Netflix, like, uh, or sorry, uh, News Corp. <laughs> oh. And what they're trying to do, right? Because News Corp's trying to be like, hey, guys. Disney, you got to give us the top dollar for this. You know what you're buying, right? You're not just buying all the movies we got right now, but you're buying The Simpsons. You're buying, you're buying the next four Avatar movies, right? And Disney's like, the hell we are. I bet you those are never coming. <laughs> I bet you they're never coming, right? So, anyways, behind closed doors, they come to an agreement with James, where they're essentially like, "You help us do this, we will make you rich, and get <laughs> all four of them made." And then the agreement goes down because then there's words and murmurs that it may not happen. The story is not coming together. This is all during the mergers and sales, right? So long story short, instead of, let's say, paying $77 billion for, for news like Fox, they paid something like 68 because it just wasn't worth as much anymore. Mm, brutal. But that's that's full well knowing that they're going to They'll get that money back because we're going to make all the movies. Mm -hmm. And if the movies ain't that good and nobody wants to see them, well, we already kind of hedged our $7 billion. Like, as long as he doesn't lose us more than three and a half, we still made money on this. Right? I guess so. I guess that's good, eh? <laughs> I would take that deal in a heartbeat. Like, especially now if you're Cameron, because now you know you, you're guaranteed to get all five, whether people like to or not. So is it not starring that same same Worthington? It's starring all the same Worthingtons. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're all worthy. Everyone. Like Zoe Saldana will be in it and like everyone's mostly there. Um <laughs> Winslet is the big major addition. Okay. Um uh, Michelle Yao is I think a new addition. Sigourney Weaver, I believe, was in the first one. Yes. So I don't think she's a, a new person to this. Jermaine Clement will be, you know, Giovanni Rabisi's returning. Right? Like everybody I think who was in the first one will be there and plus now they're gonna add in um many different people. 
Right. Oh man, Jermaine! I can't even imagine his voice. I hope he's an avatar. Oh, I mean, uh, Navi. I <laughs> Navi, that Navi. would be fun. His well, like, think, sense yeah. of humor as a Navi that would be good. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's exciting. I mean, um, what kind of gets me is the idea that <laughs> they're they're this is this is Disney looking for their new Lucas, right? Yeah, they're really really hoping that this. Avatar 2 is not just a success, but Avatar 2 is such a success that it's it's beyond Lord of the Rings level. It's beyond Harry Potter level. That by the time Avatar 5 comes around, you are staying at the Navi Resort at Disney, <laughs> right, Disney World and and staying in one of those like worlds that they create for their thing. Like that this is the investment they're looking to make. This ain't this ain't like uh you know, let's Let's put a Wes Anderson movie on on the service. This is we need to build rides, and we need like that's a lot. Uh, and I, I think if anybody who could do it is probably Cameron, right? Like, why why doubt the guy? Yeah, right. I'm excited about this. Like, it's really happening. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, 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 man. It's it's a fun time. There's a lot of things happening uh, you know, in the world and in, in the space of the Disney World, at least. Yeah, I did it. I did the Disney World thing. <laughs> yeah, see, it's it's catching on, guys. <laughs> it's catching on. Wait a minute, they were onto something when they, <laughs> when they knew. 